Here we go, boys. It is the Average Football Enjoyers. Basically, I mean, it's our second episode of this season, but first time that we're going to talk about regular season football this year. Right now, we've got me, Jason, joined today with Robbie. How are you doing? Hey, what's going on, my boy? Doing a football podcast. Matt, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you? Doing all right. Jacob, how are you doing? Um, I'm pumped for football. Nice. nice. Sounds like it. Wow. <laughs> pumped for football. I, I'm pumped for football. Yeah, but why? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm excited to just go completely comatose every Sunday for like seven hours straight, just like mouthing <laughs> ape, not moving a muscle, just going, uh, uh, uh. nice, nice, trying to like reach for a beer, like with a limp hand, hitting it, knocking it over, spilling all over the floor. Um, what is the snack we're looking forward to most this NFL Sunday? Matt, you can start us off. Probably a lot of pizza, lots of it. That's not a snack. Well, you know, game food. Yeah, 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 dickhead, yeah. Matt. I mean, you could have said anything. You didn't even I, say a snack. I don't eat snacks, so I, <laughs> I would just get a pizza. <laughs> That's fine. Snacks are for betas. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck snacks. Sigma male. Only it's real entrees. <laughs> I eat once a day and then never again. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Rob, what are you eating this Sunday? You know, my favorite Sunday snack is definitely cheese dip. Uh, so if I'm lucky, I'll get some cheese dip. Yeah, yeah. Chicken? Uh, buffalo chicken dip. Yeah. Oh, that one might have cheese dip beat. Barely. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that one lasted to pick three. I think that's a... Yeah, that's S-tier. S-tier uh, Sunday snack, set, uh, snackage. I didn't really last until round two. <laughs> <laughs> buffalo chicken dip at the combine really underperformed this year. <laughs> yeah. Four, four, 40. yeah, shit 40 time. <laughs> Jacob, uh, by the way, makes a mean buffalo chicken dip. So if anyone listening for some reason ever has the pleasure to have it, it's pretty good. So throw it, I'll throw it actually, in. I would argue a hundred percent of the listeners of this podcast will have the opportunity to have that buffalo chicken dip. Yeah, yeah, we're having a meet and greet at Barnes and Noble, um, uh, at Dave and Buster's every Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah, and Dave and Buster's every Sunday. Um, so yeah. It's week one right now. It's Monday, Labor Day, and here we are laboring, giving you your podcast. I want to, before we go into like game by game projections and stuff, I just want to get a little bit of an overview, maybe of some players that we think about this season. So let's first go around. Maybe everyone gives someone who maybe a lot of people are high on this season. That's probably going to suck or just not be as good as everyone thinks that they're going to be. Um, anyone want to start that off? Do a little bust. I'll say this is probably developed recently. I'll say uh, Baker Mayfield. You think he just straight on blows for the Panthers? I think he's going to blow. I, I mean, what, what do they do? They have no quarterbacks anymore. Matt, Matt with this typical uh, NFC South only <laughs> perspective of the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they have now, it's literally just Baker Mayfield, uh, unless B.J. Walker's still on the roster, but Sam Darnold is very hurt, and uh, Matt Corral, season-ending IR. 
So that would really suck for the Panthers if they are really terrible. But I don't know if I disagree with you. So, uh, Rob, who you got? You know, I've actually got Naeem Hines uh, for the Colts. I think he's been, you know, kind of getting up there the past couple of years. And I and uh, even in preseason, uh, it's their coach, Frank Reich. Frank, uh, yeah, he had said in an interview uh, that they're finna use him. And so, dude, he had some games last year where he had like a hundred something yards, a couple touchdowns. Like, I could see him like ten touchdown plus season. Nice, yeah, uh, that would be pretty exciting. It'd be pretty exciting. Uh, he'd be a good receiving option, especially out of the backfield. Let Jonathan Taylor just handle the pure rushing, and Matt Ryan can get his like uh, Tevin Coleman type running back. That'd be pretty cool. Whoa, 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 whoa. Was Tevin Coleman really a pass-catching beast? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty good at it. I mean, maybe not like – It's more like Jacquez Rogers. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, Matt? <laughs> you don't no. remember Jacquez Rogers? No, no I, I know. Do, but Tevin Rob- Coleman was – he's a pretty good pass-catcher. All right, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Here Tevin I am, Col- already, already fucking getting, getting into it. But I – I did ask if it was more for a bust, but that is a later question. Someone who's oh my bad, my bad. Good. So that works too. So yeah, I like it. Naheem Hines for a breakout season. Jacob. Somebody, some somebody in the AFC West is bound to not live up, right? Because Derek Carr. Yeah, when was it, when was the last time we had a division that had like that many good quarterbacks? Right between Never. Mahomes, Carr, 20, Herbert, twenty fifteen like, NFC South. Who's that? Please, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, and uh, uh, Jameis Winston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I just like. Well, was the last one division had like like Carson Palmer, A. Rod, and Russell Wilson. Yeah, like just Pretty like a group of quarterbacks right there. Four top fifteen, top sixteen quarterbacks. Oh, you're talking I'm, about just division? Just division. Oh, okay. Like in one division. I'm thinking maybe maybe someone in their flops. So I don't know who, but if if we're if we're talking players not living up to, to potential, is is Trey Lance starting? Dude, he's not like ready. Yeah. But it's still Jimmy G. I think it's like eighty percent chance Trey Lance starts. Yeah, I just you know what I can't remember. Is they cleared why, Jimmy G. Why, why is Jimmy G still on the team? I don't like buying into hype of like. You know, none of us really know what's going on there and just kind of buying media hype. But why is Jimmy G still on that team if, like, Trey Lance is the guy? Well, I've heard that he got interviewed and he said he was fine with, like, having the backup role. So, obviously, they couldn't find a trade partner. He and is he's, in San Francisco. Yeah, he's cool with being backup. And, I mean, they have a great situation if Trey Lance fucks up. They just put in Jimmy G. So, I don't know. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with having a pretty good backup. Uh, Same contract, right? I mean, what does he make? He's probably making 10 mil. He got restructured into like five. Hold on, let me pull it up. Even then, I mean, it's like, oh, shit, I have to live in California, you know, with my hot wife. I don't know. Is he married? I don't know. Probably. Be the backup, not get shit on anymore and just chill. I mean, mean, if I was him, I'd probably rather play, but. But yeah, so my, my answer is going to be Trey Lance. And not that I think he's going to be like terrible, 
I mean, it's really hard to be bad in that system. I mean, Jimmy G nearly took him to two Super Bowls. It's the same with the Rams. It's like Jared Goff nearly won a Super Bowl. He probably nearly won two. Um, so you would have to be atrocious not to succeed in there. I just this year I'm not seeing this being like a, a Herbert Mahomes or Burrow where Trey Lance puts his you know uh, becomes a household NFL name this year. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a fair take too. Um, I'm just gonna take a slam dunk here and just say that Deshaun Watson comes comes back and just sucks. Just it's just shit. <laughs> like that'd be so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> like like just not good. That's gonna be it. You wait that all the fans wait that long. He just sucks. <laughs> Get your Deshaun comments out before Dan comes. <laughs> Watch, they have a chance to make the playoffs, and he just sucks. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett gets a like <laughs> eight and four. <laughs> that he gets benched for Watson. Watson just sucks. <laughs> eight and four is just not good enough. It's just not going to cut in the ASC. I mean, you gotta you got you got the Bengals, the Ravens, um, Patriots are always going to be fine. The Bills, who knows what the Dolphins are going to look like? AFC South price sucks. I mean outside of the Colts and maybe the Titans, but every team in the NFC West. I mean, yeah, I just where, – where, where's the room to, for the Browns to make it? Yeah, there, there really isn't much room. And maybe that's why they were comfortable with the contract they gave him since he's basically not being paid that much this year, if I remember correctly. Uh, but, yeah, yeah one million. that's going to be my bust. Deshaun Watson just comes out just <laughs> like one touchdown, three interception – 180 yards in his first game back against the Texans too. Um, all right. So earlier we got Robbie saying Naheem Hines has a breakout season. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, someone who hasn't broken out before, but like we said earlier, some busts, let's hear some people who maybe people are low on, they think will do a little better. I'll start us off with Raheem Mostert. Um, if he stays healthy, he's one of the best running backs in the league. And uh, he'll have Mike McDaniel, his old OC, as his head coach, familiar with the system. He will be very elusive when he gets the ball. He averages over five yards a carry. And if he can continue all season, I think uh, I think he'd be pretty good. And um, even though he's 30 years old or whatever, it's a good season for him, a good little season for him. That's my pick, Raheem Mostert. Um, I'll say – I, I'll, I'll go with the homer pick here. I'll say Hollywood Brown. Um, and mostly because DeAndre is going to be out those first six games, so he's probably going to be the number one receiver. Um, Cardinals love to use those kind of speedy wide receivers. Uh, so I could definitely see him six games getting in rhythm with former teammate Kyler Murray getting into a rhythm. And then going on later in the season, even when DeAndre comes back and he's able to take some of those number one corners, I think he'll be a really important part of the offense. Yeah, and they're they're saying Rondell Moore is probably not also not going to be ready for week one. So Rondell's a a weird one, man. I mean, like they drafted him like to play the exact same role Isabella played. And then for some reason, Isabella is still on the roster now. Even though he didn't play a single, because he's got that season. round one draft capital or whatever, round two maybe. What was it? Yeah, he was. Um, he was who we traded. He that was the pick we got for Josh Rosen. Um, no shit. <laughs> y'all, at least y'all got something for him. That man can't even make a team anymore. 
second round pick and the pick right after Isabella was a Metcalf. <laughs> I'm, I'm That's a fan. right. I'm a, I'm a big Rondell Moore guy this year. Big fan. It's fine. I just like, I know once, um, once DeAndre's healthy, that's going to be Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, AJ Green, and then Rondale. But below Rondale, you have Antoine Wesley, who looked pretty good when um, DeAndre went out. And then you have Zach Hertz and um, Max Williams and Trey McBride. And then you have James Conner. So I'm just not, you know. Is there enough offensive time for him to break out? You know, there's a lot of hands on that team, a lot of people who are going to get open and want the ball. I just, I don't know. They didn't they like manufacture touches for him a lot last year, like just do lots of screens designed just for him. Yeah, but it it, it didn't work out like crazy well. Fair, fair. We'll see. I'm I'm kind of seeing him transition more to like kind of those Debo type roles, those new wide receivers that are maybe running out of the backfield a bit or just being used in short yarded situations for some nice yak yeah maybe if he was on a you know the 49ers but you know cliff kingsbury not exactly a offensive mastermind yeah yeah uh cliff kingsbury does he make it through the season yeah yeah i mean like i don't really know who takes over if he does get fired like i mean it probably would be vance joseph um but the standard last year was kingsbury has to make the playoffs and now it's going to be Kingsbury has to win at least one playoff game and unless something crazy happens like there's a bunch of injuries or they lose a very they lose a very respectable playoff game and they finish the season strong Cliff needs to finish the season strong and he needs to have a respectable playoff win for him to keep his job I don't think this round one exit is going to cut it anymore great point I think he just has to make the playoffs because I don't even think some people are even expecting the Cardinals to make the playoffs. Well, it's I mean, how do you make the playoffs and lose your job? I guess uh, what's his face did uh, uh, the Dolphins coach. Well, you what you have with the Dolphins coach one was weird because they were the complete opposite. That was a team who's getting better as the year went on, which is what you want to get hot at the right time. Right. The thing about Kingsbury though is he's collapsing in the second half of every season. So if that happens again and their playoff performance is as bad or at least comparable to the one in L.A. this year, I mean, you just have to look at the guy and go, there's no future here. Like, he's never going to take us to the Super Bowl. He's never going to make a meaningful run. What's the Like, we can make the playoffs every year, but what's the point if we're not doing anything? So if that happens again, they definitely got to let him go. Yeah, yeah, understandable. Uh, Matt, anyone you think is going to break out, perhaps from the NFC South? I'm going to step away from my comfort zone and I'm going to go to the Denver Broncos. I'm going to say Jerry Judy. Nice. I feel like is going to hopefully, you know, live up to his draft potential mm-hmm. um, with Russell Wilson. I think he's going to have a great season alongside Cortland Sutton. So um, I know he was injured last year. Hopefully he's healthy and can, uh, you know, be what people expected movie nice nice i like it jerry judy is a fun one he's a fun one i like him more in carlin Cortland sudden for sure yeah yeah uh rob do you have another person you think is going to break out <laughs> other than i he minds uh i've got actually a defensive one. Oh, i think it's going to be michael walker on the falcons 
Nice. Third round pick a couple uh, couple drafts ago, uh, third or fourth, and uh, has has been seeing the field a little bit, uh, making some plays. And now with Deion Jones out, I think uh, I think we see a breakout. Nice. That's very fun. Very fun little deep uh, Falcons linebacker breakout from Robbie here. Thursday night football is the most exciting thing to happen since Monday night football, which was the most exciting thing to happen since Sunday night football. (laughs) And so our year started off on a Thursday night with the Bills heading to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. This is an exciting matchup. Vegas has it at 52.5 total points with uh, Bills favored by 2.5 points. So expecting a close game, lots of points. My take on this game right here is that it's not very close. The Bills totally skunked the Rams. And um, Josh Allen is looked at as the hero of the century. That game? (laughs) (laughs) That's from that game. Saved the entire century. <laughs> past well, 100 years, over. you know, at Martin Luther King, eh. Josh, Josh Allen, Allen on week, week one. one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like this is the year because it's been like the past couple of years. You've heard like, uh, the Bills are my pick for the Super Bowl, like they were everyone's pick, and like they just quite haven't like made that push. Perfect. I think this year, like they're just coming out of the gates, just swinging. I mean. You, you, you have the talent, you have the coaching team, uh, you have the coaching staff to do everything. I think they have a lot more to prove than the Rams do, and the Rams roster is still really good. Um, I'll, I'll give it to the Bills, though, this time, just because I think that they're hungrier. They got more of a drive. They got the dog in them uh, more than the Rams do. Oh, no. Uh, said they got their hungrier hungrier they wanted more <laughs> week one of the nfl season let's go so exciting so exciting jacob who's the highest scoring fantasy player in this game probably josh allen right yeah is he looked at as the hero of maybe the decade for you hero of the decade slightly smaller time intervals until he's the hero <laughs> hero of 1207 <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, Josh Allen. If I if I was a a gambling man, Josh Allen would be my pick for MVP this early on, and I think he's the kind of guy every primetime game who you can you can hang your hat on again, <laughs> who has the potential to get like forty fantasy points a game. Yep, definitely, definitely. Robbie, what are you thinking about this Thursday night football matchup? You know, I've been stoked about it for a while. What a, what a blessing to have this as the first ever NFL game of the season. Um, I'm really excited. Uh, Matt Stafford's been a little banged up, uh, so we'll see how that uh, all shakes up. Uh, it seems like he's going to play week one. Uh, Rams' defensive line is awesome. Uh, sorry, excuse me. Oh, now we're the Ravens. Okay. Yeah, so Rams defensive line, epic. Like, their team is good, but I don't think they're going to be like playoff Rams were because playoff Rams had Odo Beckham Jr. And now they don't have him. 
And they also lost Vaughn Miller, right? He went to the Bills. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see the impact of that trade that week, like right away. Um, but I mean, we're we're looking at a little. I mean, we're. I think the Bills are my Super Bowl favorite too, uh, Jacob. Like, they really are awesome. And it's like Josh Allen is electric. Not that that means they beat the Rams, but like he really is electric. Though. Let's say the wild card on the Rams is they did get. Allen Robinson, we've seen a good Allen Robinson season, a single one, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's, this is Allen Robinson's year. Is he Kenny Galladay or is he good? You know what oh. I mean? So, he, so <laughs> he needs to not go the Kenny Galladay route and go his own route and, uh, and have a good season. Like, deadass, I think he can do it. I think he's good. Uh, he's got a good profile. Check my man out, Jason Football Wine on Player Profiler. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we have less than a minute left on this call, but I just have to say, Allen Robinson, prime example of the boring name theory. Uh, whoa, whoa, dude. Come on, give him another year. Michael Pittman? Exactly. Exactly. Michael Pittman. I don't know. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Walker, but it's spelled with a Y. <laughs> My and a K. It's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, um, maybe you're right about that one. Anyway, let's uh I'll go ahead and start a new call and then we'll hear we'll hear Matt's take on the Bills Rams. I don't know how to view this game. I mean, I feel like the Rams are gonna fall off hard. I don't know. Um, I know they retain most of their team, but I I just have a feeling they're just gonna fall off. And the Bills, I feel like are gonna be the same bills the last two years, you know, but better. And like Jacob said, more, more hungry and, you know, ready to go. I feel like they're still pressed about that AFC, uh, it was a championship game. Division. No, Division, yeah. Against the chiefs. Yeah. Where they got screwed over. Um, I mean, they gave up touch on, but whatever. I think they're going to be, they're going to come out. I think they're going to destroy the Rams and it's going to be Josh Allen. Um, yeah. I mean, Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, you know, there's a bunch of weapons on that team, and I feel like they're just going to pick up where they left off, and the Rams are going to get caught lacking. Yeah. I'd like to clear the record uh, real quick, set the record straight. Rod implied that I said the Bills were my Super Bowl pick. What I was trying to say was I'm worried that the Bills are going to become like the Packers of the AFC where every year they do this thing where you're like, oh, they're totally going to the Super Bowl, they're my pick, and they just don't do it. Like, the Packers have been in this purgatory for, like, 12 years where they haven't even been back to a Super Bowl since the one they won. I'm worried the Bills are going to be like that, where they're just constantly stuck in a loop of making it to the championship and losing. You know what started that, Jacob? What? Ansby strip-sacking Aaron Rodgers. You're goddamn right. Who? Carlos Dansby. Was that the wild card game? You know, that was actually the year. Um, that was the year the Saints won. Right? Yeah, yeah, 2011. Cause so the year the after Pac- would have been the yeah, year. That, well, the Packers the after, after like won in 2010, right? They beat the Steelers. Uh, yeah, the, the Packers won after. Before Packers or after the Saints. Before. Yeah, after the Saints, yeah, right? Yeah. So the Cardinals are like interestingly like, like both the Cowboys and the Packers kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Uh, more specifically, the Packers, just because of like two of the greatest playoff games um, 
I've ever seen in both the wildcard games they've played. Um, we got uh, Mike McCarthy fired with Josh Rosen. And then even before that second playoff game, the one with Palmer. Um, that was crazy. Game. The Cardinals beat him like 40 to 10, like two weeks prior or something. So it's, it's yeah. not the package. just can't beat the Cardinals. I mean, I'm here for it, but they just can't put it together. I, uh, I agree with your take, Matt. Now, Josh Allen apparently isn't the hero of the century or even the decade, but is he perhaps the hero of week one of this NFL season? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No, we're going to go crazy. A little more for me. Come on, pick a, pick a slate of four games or something. <laughs> <laughs> is he the uh, hero of the month of September for the 2022 <laughs> NFL season? No, no, no. Now we're now you're broadening it. You just said week one. You said four weeks. No, week I'm one, not, Amazon I'm Prime Hero. Four slates of games week one. Yeah, I think uh, Josh Allen, seven touchdowns, 500 yards. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> then he really, like, he might rival, like, some Nobel Peace Prize winners there. And then he is the hero of the century. Yes. <laughs> and Rams are sent home crying, but they don't have to go too far as it's in their stadium. Um, any final takes on this Thursday night football? Exciting Rams. I do. I do. Yeah. Thursday night football is the best football jingle. It is. <laughs> like really cryptic type get you like get you hyped up i really it's the best one yeah let me share it let me put it on you don't like carrie underwood's sunday night football okay that's a good one that's a good one but it's not better than thursday night football i don't think i mean maybe I don't know. I feel like Jason, Fox restart NFL it. Sunday restart like rivals it. is hard. We're gonna get copyright strikes now. The first part is the best part. No, we don't have YouTube. The first part is the best part. You have to restart it, Jason, because we couldn't really hear it at first. Oh, uh, that's okay. Okay, all right, whatever. We already got copy striked one copyright striked once, I guess. Wait, really? No. Oh <laughs> just, just like right, damn, who's doing that us? In this episode, we just got we can't we can't risk it twice. That's what I'm saying. But uh Robbie. Perhaps it is legally allowed to do your own rendition of the jingle. Well, I can't do a rendition of whatever instrument that was at the beginning. Like I could do the. No, that was an instrument. That was somebody singing. Yeah. <laughs> you think yeah. Carrie Underwood just did Sunday Night Football? Yeah. It's like. <laughs> there you go. And then it goes. But at the beginning is really when it sucks you in. That's why it's so unique. I can't. I I need to see Robbie watching the Thursday Night Football intro. Okay, but you will you work out to that in the gym? Yes. Robbie's workout playlist is Thursday Night Football theme song, Sunday Night Football theme song, Monday Night Football theme song, <laughs> and then like also all like the old deep songs that aren't really used anymore. It's just in like a long laundry list of NFL theme songs. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and jump into the Steelers Bengals game. Bengals, six and a half point favorites. They're the home team and they're expecting 44 and a half points. 
This be an interesting season for the Bengals. Uh, lots of times you see teams who go to the Super Bowl lose and then just don't make it back. Uh, here's looking at you, Atlanta. So you want you want to say the Bengals are going to you know be back and they're going to you know be back in top form, but like I said earlier, the AFC is just in ridiculous shape this year. Mm. Um, the Steelers are also in this weird transitional period where I'm not even sure like. I mean, like, I don't think anyone, like, thinks they're going to make a playoff run or maybe even make the playoffs with Trubisky as their quarterback, and they're definitely kind of just banking on Kenny Pickett coming out next year and being good. Um, But, yeah, I'm definitely taking the Bengals here. I just have no clue what that Steelers team is going to look like. I mean, they're never going to be terrible just because they have, like, one of the best coaches of the 21st century, but certainly certainly not going to be a good – good year to be a Steelers fan definitely in a transitional period yeah uh Rob what the fuck is up Dan what up to the fucking pod hey can you can you hear me good everything good actually perfect good yeah perfect and your lighting's a little bit better this year um yeah it's the sun the sun's a little bit hidden now it's a little Uh, cloudy today Um, I'm actually working on getting something that I can yeah but it's good to be back. Oh, yeah. um, I kind of agree with everything Jacob just said there. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, do I, you want to quickly? I have an analysis of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to hijack that shit there. All right. Let me. Uh... All right. So, anyways, I was going to say the Steelers have lost their best player, possibly the hero of the decade, DeMonte Casey, uh, the safety. He is – and actually, I just saw that Calvin Austin went on injured reserve yeah. too. Yeah. What happened to him? Uh, his foot hurts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice. So, yeah, uh, T. Higgins hasn't been practicing a ton for the Bengals, but he should be back. I, mean, I think he didn't return today. Uh, what's the spread? You said six and a half? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I would – I'll probably take the Bengals on that. But I don't know. I mean, because – Mitch Trubisky is kind of talented, kind of, right? Like, he could be good here. He has good receiver, mm-hmm. the, Deontay Johnson, and Claypool's okay. And uh, who else they got? They got, what, what Pickens, oh, Pickens or something? Yeah. Oh, George Pickens. He's pretty fire, dude. He's pretty good. So, I mean, we could see some some tutties. Pat Fryer meat, too. Najee yeah, Fryerman is pretty decent. Najee Harris. I mean, we're talking pretty about pretty decent That's, offense, yeah. I got to be honest, the 44 and a half total points is I, – I mean, I guess that's a good line, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's under that for sure. Under? Um, I was I was going to say the opposite. Think, I think about it like this. Pittsburgh was able to sneak their way into the playoffs with the ghost of Big Ben last year, and I would take Trubinsky over what Big Ben produced last year. So I think their offense will be improved. And then Steelers' defense is pretty good. But also, you know, Joe Burrow and that offense is explosive. I could see this being being some points uh, scored here. I don't know. I don't hmm. – I see what you mean. I just – I don't – something about either team going over 30 points seems tough to me. Like, I, I feel like – I feel like this is a both, like, both teams in the 20s range – type of game because that Steelers defense is so good yeah I also could be uh I've been betting over-unders in college football this week so that might be uh might be uh distorting my view on that yeah 
AFC North rivalries are pretty, pretty nitty gritty, pretty hard hitting down in the trenches, real men football. So yeah, I could definitely see this even being a game like that. The final score is like 2016 or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I kind of feel that. And um, before we move on, we talked a little, we talked about the bills and Rams game earlier. Dan, I do want to get your take on that game. Uh, how do yeah. you, the bills are two and a half point favorites with 52 and a half points as the total and bills are home i'm assuming no it's in la oh that's actually kind of surprises me a little bit um i guess the home field advantage isn't too much in la they don't really have too much of a home fan base but um this is honestly i'm so excited that this is like the first game that we see on thursday because it's going to be just it's it's going to be so much fun um I, I i think i would take the bills on that spread um for no other reason than i just think josh allen's gonna ball out um um yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> my take was josh allen seven touchdowns and 500 yards uh I, nothing would make me happier to be honest <laughs> so um yeah both of those games are exciting steelers Bengals, bills rams this next game kind of exciting for us football fans eagles lions in detroit uh we've had a great hard knock season detroit looking better Eagles, however, even though it's in Detroit, are three-and-a-half-point favorites. That's a tough one. Personally, I think the Lions might come away with this game, and it's uh, really just punches back and forth. Uh, Jalen Hurts impresses. The Lions impress as a whole. And uh, the Lions come away maybe by a field goal is kind of my feeling in this game. Anyone want to go ahead on their take on this game? Um, I'll, I'll... – See, I think I think the Lions are going to be better than last year, but I think that I think that people also aren't giving the Eagles enough credit. Like there is, I feel like on the Eagles, I feel like there's a lot more expectations. You add an AJ Brown to that offense, I think that the Lions' defense could is is not really going to be able to handle, especially the dual threat of Jalen Hurts on, on the ground. Um, so I do think that the Eagles end up winning this, but it'll be interesting to see how much of the Lions hard knocks hype is actually uh, realized uh, when the games matter. For sure. For sure. It's going to be fun. Rob. Fun little tidbit. Uh, last game we talked about Steelers versus Bengals. Uh, tickets were as low as $189 on Ticketmaster for Lions versus Eagles and in Ford field in Detroit tickets are as low as $53. Nice. Uh, while you're looking, how much are the Saints and Falcons? Wait, Saints and Falcons? Damn. Yeah, I know. I was just about to like email and see if I could get some tickets to that shit from somebody. All right, let's see. Uh, all right, let me find tickets for that. I think it was somewhere in the middle of that. Yeah, one twenty-three. Damn, Dude. there are some juicy divisional matchups. I'm kind of. I just pulled it up. There's some juicy divisional matchups this week. Damn it, Dan. We're gonna get there. Sorry. Okay. Even nah. like, even later on, the Browns Panthers Baker Mayfield revenge. Damn, mm-hmm. this is great. Anyway, so back did to- we did we all make our did we all say the team we think we're just gonna win from Steelers Bengals? We all think Bengals. Bengals. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, the next game was Eagles versus Lions. And yeah. first of all, I want to say feel bad for Jamison Williams, uh, still not being able to be in. But uh, when he gets back, he's gonna be a beast. Uh, let's see. We got Lions plus four. Oh, bye, Jacob. Bye, Jacob. 
Eagles. Um, Eagles, Lions, I'll take the Eagles. And that's like a perfect like red zone Sunday game, like a game I would never sit through and fold. That's a that's a through and through 1 p.m. here, Chris Hansen check in every now and again game. Yeah. Yep. All right. Great take. Um Rob, do you want to finish your Eagles Lions take? <laughs> oh, Rob is kill. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he took that. He took Jacob leaving personally. Yeah. Um, cool. We both agree. Well, no, I said Lions win. You said Eagles win. So that's yeah. Cool. And um, we'll never know what Robbie's take was. Yeah. I, I'll, I will say this. I'll add one more thing about this, this Lions-Eagles game. I think that it – for the Lions to win this, it's going to come down to Jared Goff making some plays that, you know, that probably not like insane plays, but he's going to have to like actually play good this game. Like you can lean on Swift in the run game there, but if you don't have a, like your passing game working, I don't think they have a shot here. No, that's totally fair. I'm, I'm very excited just a player to watch to see how Jordan Davis will do. Yeah him all off season it's time to finally see what he can he's do. gonna be such a stud yeah i'm so excited i'm so excited at least just to see you know anyway our next match is colts heading to houston as eight and a half point favorites i'll take that colts are pretty good i love matt ryan love jonathan taylor michael pittman's fine alec pierce is awesome uh paris campbell if he could stay healthy is pretty cool and, uh, yeah, Colts eight and a half points. You take that. I mean, Texans are probably going to be pretty good. I do like Davis Mills. Brandon Cooks is awesome. And Damian Pierce is supposed to be pretty good. But I don't know. Just all in on the Colts this year. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, the Colts are going to be good this year. And you, I think you're probably a little higher on the Texans than I am. <laughs> um, I, I, I think, I think like, I'm not sure what their over-under on wins is, but I probably have them, like, right around four. Um, mm. But I will say I think that this is, like – this this could be the year that is, like, okay, do we go for another quarterback or do we t- keep Davis Mills? And, you know, I think – I'm kind of lower on Davis Mills than a lot of people because I think the only reason people think he's good is just because he exceeded expectations. Like, just because comparatively all the other rookies were so bad, like – it, it made Davis Mills seem better than he actually was. Mm. Um, so I'm actually, I'm not like super, super high. I think he can be a starter, but I don't know if he's like that franchise guy that you want to actually build around. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a totally reasonable take and I like it. I do like it. I, I, I am pretty high on Davis Mills. I do like him, uh, but I just kind of like his nickname is General Mills. And I think General, that's a a top tier nickname in the NFL for sure. Like, you know, so you have to root for that. And um, he's got that neck. He's got the long neck. So it's fun. That's our guy, Davis Mills. Um, Robbie, welcome back. What are your takes on this Colts Texans game? Colts Texans. All right, so what's the line here? Colts minus eight. Okay, yeah, so probably in line with that. I mean, I do like Davis Mills. Uh, one of my sleepers for this year, especially if Davis Mills can, you know, still put together kind of some good games, is uh, Nico Collins. I mm-hmm. think hundred uh, percent. He's gonna he's gonna have some big games, some fifteen point games. But uh, 
I can't put him on my fantasy team because I ain't got a roster spot. You know what I'm saying? That's the same player I've been wanting to pick up for like weeks. <laughs> really? Nico Collins? Yeah. 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 Because yeah. Cody always hyping him up. But anyway, yeah. so uh so anyways, I think Colts probably win, but they are away. And I think what's Podfather's rule? Uh he has a rule where you always smash 10 point underdogs at home. I think is the rule. Could be the other way. Right. And so it's like, okay, I could see eight. Yeah. It's hard to say. Eight and a half is still pretty large spread in the NFL. Like, yeah. Plus, talking about spreads is actually kind of boring. I think I'd rather just talk about who's going to win. It's going to be the Colts. They're going to smash the Texans, bro. Like, uh, I can't wait to see Matt Ryan because I actually uh, sad. I was in a fantasy league uh, with a bunch of randos, and I oh by the way, t- tickets as low as twenty four dollars to this game, a regular wow. season NFL game. Just saying, wow. uh, in the Houston Texans stadium, I guess they don't have a ton of fans for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, but um. Uh oh no, I was going somewhere good with this. Oh, the fantasy league I was in. So all right, so they all took quarterbacks. They took quarterbacks like way too early every single time. And so I ended up with Matt Ryan. And because on ESPN ADPs, he's like all the way at the bottom. Like he wouldn't even get auto-drafted if the fantasy like league went through. You know what I mean? Like if everyone was auto-drafted, he wouldn't even make it. And uh so I just got him for free, but he's like he's probably top ten odds for NFL MVP. I mean, yeah. he could actually win it. Yeah, yeah, it's actually surprising that his ADP is that low. Yeah, he, I was it, like, well, fine, I'll take him for free. I took him in the last round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they're just low on that Ryan. No respect for Matty Ice. No respect, especially with Jonathan Taylor. And Robbie had a breakout prediction earlier for Nike Mines. Now, hold on now. Don't get me started on them Colts players. <laughs> we talking about Ashton Doolin. Everyone's sleeping on him. And you know what? Not even the fastest player on the team. Why? Well, Paris Campbell, they're sleeping on him too. Like, and Michael Pittman, I think he lit. He do got the boring name theory. So, we'll see. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I think the Colts could have an awesome season. But. They could also miss the playoffs. I mean, it's, it's they're one of those teams that got the high floor, high ceiling. Nah, I mean, Colts low floor, high ceiling. Colts just win their division outright. Uh, what division is that? The South. Um, yeah. Titans, Texans, Jaguars. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <they're> <laughs> <in their> division. <laughs> Holy shit, that's not a good division. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a tough one. You feel yeah, bad, boys. Right? I'm out of beer. Whatever shall I do? I love how you just have a cooler right next to your desk. <laughs> this ad was brought to you by Igloo Cooler. Yeah. This ad was brought to you by Trader Jose. Nice. <laughs> nice. Is that the Trader Joe's, like, uh, Corona? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. I love Trader Joe's alcohol. <laughs> I mean, I wish they just had fucking Budweiser, but whatever. I just want a goddamn Budweiser. Yeah, I mean, I really like, I, I, you know, and I was so pissed the other day. I wanted, just wanted some Budweiser. I'm just trying to drink the King of Beers. And they had it branded like the Freedom brand with like American yeah. flag and like, yeah. 
you know, bald eagle and shit. And I'm like, okay, come on. Now I look redneck. Like, I'm not trying to look redneck. I just want some Budweiser. Anyway. It's true. It's true. Anyway, speaking of Saints in Atlanta are favorites. They're going to get smacked for like a quarter. And then they're going to win. <laughs> um and I think Chris Olave impresses this weekend. I really do. The Falcons uh, will probably lock down Michael Thomas if he plays because that'll probably be AJ Terrell. I I like um, what's his face. Uh, Casey Hayward is the cornerback too. If Jarvis Landry's out there for some reason at the wide receiver too, uh, he's locked down. Chris Olave smooth as butter in his route running. I think he has a great weekend, and it gives me shades. Uh, Rob, was it last season, two years ago? It had to be last season because it was Devontae Smith's rookie year. We are at the Falcons game, and we just watched Devontae Smith score his first NFL touchdown. I feel like we're going to see that this weekend with Chris Olave getting his first NFL touchdown. That's my take. Uh, Dan, what are you thinking? Yeah, this, this, is, this is actually a, kind of an interesting game for me. I feel like that this – this game will actually kind of answer some questions for both teams because I the the way I view the Saints is like they could I could see them completely sucking but I could also see them being good. It's like it's one of those weird teams where it's like their range of outcomes are so wide that I don't even know what to make of them. Um, I do love Olave. Um, was great at Ohio State. Um, Jameis Winston is you know serviceable. I'm interested to see how Mariota handles things. I haven't really watched the Falcons preseason or, or followed them really at all so that'll be an interesting to see is okay Mariota like how how is he fair as the starter of the Falcons um th- this is I guess I'll take the Saints here just because it's a safer pick but um I I really wouldn't surprise me if the Falcons uh win this honestly looking at the spread five and a half I'd take I'd take Falcons with the points there yeah yeah I, I do agree with the spread take Rob, what are your thoughts on your Falcons? Falcons coming out week one. They finna shock the world, my boy. Falcons really are lit. Now, we do got hella injuries right now, right? We got some guards injured, some tackles injured. We do got Drake London questionable, so he might miss week one. That would suck. Uh, We don't know if Michael Thomas is going to play. Lots of variables, but. I will say this. I think the Saints are slept on this year. They could go eight and eight or whatever that shakes out to now with 17 games or 16. Eight and eight. I think still eight and eight. Uh-uh. And um, one more. There's one more. No, because you got a bye week. No. <laughs> they added, they just added a game. It's eight and nine or nine and eight. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> No, it's not. I'm going to get listed, but uh, 2021 NFL rec- team records. This is the Browns won 8-9 last year. No shit. There's 18 weeks now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it was 17 weeks was a new number. No. Well, there's 17 games now. Right, 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 right. Yeah, as the math is showing, as the record states. So, so yeah. Robbie, let, let me ask you this, Robbie. You, you think people are sleeping on the Saints? Their secondary yes. has just gotten kind of uh, 
screwed a little bit in recent days. Do you what think you that that plays? You're talking about losing Chauncey Gardner Johnson, my boy. Yeah. And then didn't someone get arrested? Someone got arrested too, I think. Okay, their secondary might be dwindled, but guess what? Falcons ain't got no fucking receivers. So, dude, Brian Edwards, Olamide Zacchaeus. I will say Brian Edwards. He he slept on. He's lit. He's lit, but. They just don't need to play him on the perimeter because if they play him on the perimeter, which Ray plays, I don't think we really got the quarterback play for that. Like, we need like some banging slot play. I don't know. Does Mariota throw to the perimeter well? No idea. He could probably throw a go route on the perimeter. Yeah. Or he could do whatever is needed to do. Yeah. As long as it's not over. Like, yeah. See, that's the thing, though, is like he's actually kind of capable. Like, he's, he's actually fine. like a pretty good quarterback, I thought. It's Marcus Mariota. Yeah, I mean, like, you're talking about the number two overall pick. Not that yeah. that means anything, but, like, this It means everything. Like, at one mm. point, very highly touted, you know? Yeah. No, he'll be good. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's played in, in some playoff games, right? Like, led his team mm-hmm. to a couple playoff appearances. And and let me ask this. Has anything bad ever happened to an Atlanta sports team? No. no. Like, we'll be fine. <laughs> Rip Thrashers. Yeah. yeah holy shit a great example Falcons just get like kicked from the nfl that's the team that moves to london <laughs> oh man anyway um ravens jets did we all take the saints uh, I did. i'm taking the falcons you're taking the falcons okay okay ravens jets ravens by 20 at least uh, it's not actually the spread. That's just what I'm saying. Ravens by 20. Mark Andrews, three touchdowns. Lamar Jackson, also three touchdowns. And uh, actually, no, I guess I'd have to say more than that. If they <laughs> Maybe. Um, let's see. Lamar Jackson, four touchdowns. Mark Andrews gets three of them. Yeah. That's my take. Yeah. Not much to say about this game. Uh, Lamar's going to eat them up. Do you think uh, Lamar Jackson's going to pass more this year? Or do you think he's going to run a bunch in? I think he'll pass. I've been here. I've been here, and there's hopes that he's going to try to chill out a little bit and keep passing. Um, but uh, so last time they met, two was two years ago. It was forty-two to twelve, uh, forty-two to twenty-one. New York Jets. I mean, oh, sorry, Ravens. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, and so beat him by twenty last time. Uh, pretty similar team for the Ravens, honestly. Uh, I could see them. I could see them winning this by forty. Zach Wilson's out, right? So Joe Flacco's starting. Not that Joe Flacco. Hey, that's actually kind of cool. Joe Flacco playing against the Ravens. No, oh, look at that. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, oh well, maybe maybe the Jets will win that. They're now saying, uh, Dan, close your ears on this one. They're now saying that Brees Hall may not even be the starter, and that Michael Carter may be the starter. So hasn't that been like expected? Uh no, for for all offseason, I think everyone expected Brees Hall to start, and Michael Carter with his, uh, I bet if you pull up his keep trade cut up like up until a week ago, it's like it's bad. And then Michael Carter's great. Yeah, I I mean I feel like most I like back, him a lot. Most backfields nowadays I feel like are by committee. Like you, there's not there's not many true like bell cow backs anymore. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I mean, it's just, and it, I, I just assumed all off season, even when they drafted Breach Hall, that it would be Michael Carter, at least starting out to begin the season and just kind of ease them in. And then Breach Hall will take over by like week four or five. Um, when you have a running back who was efficient last season, there's no reason to just go completely away from him. Just yeah. Him. And uh, he is a capable pass catcher and a capable runner. He was pretty good when he was healthy. So, um, but Ravens, I just, they're, they're just, no, there's no way the Ravens are as bad as they were last season. I just can't, I, I just don't, I don't buy into it. So. And they were only bad for like half the season last season, like the first half of that, their season, like they had some good wins. Name the player. Michael Carter. Yeah. Dude's shit's hella down, but you can see it's starting to go up just a little here, getting into September, right? Mm-hmm. Seeing a little bit of a, okay, wait a second. He actually still might play, you know? Because here in, here in you know, May, we're like, okay, yeah, hell yeah. Going up to NFL draft, Michael Carter looks like he's going to have a great, you know, second season as a start. Oh, shit, they drafted Brees yeah. Car- Carter was a good flex option last year. Yeah, he was lit. He was yeah. like, and then they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, Brees Hall actually looks kind of good. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Yeah, everyone loves him in training camp. Oh, wait. Never mind. They listen to me as the second string. So. And this I just think- goes to show how easy fantasy football is. Seriously, I think Michael <laughs> Carter, like, literally could get back, like, around here. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, Michael Carter at no point last season was the bell cow. So just because they got another running back doesn't mean he's going to get any less volume. That means nothing. Hundred percent. Like, there's no reason to fade someone just because someone else enters the committee. Yeah, hundred percent reason. Um, especially with the way the NFL works today, where they so many teams run multiple running backs. You just don't want to match a running back one on your fantasy. Yeah. And uh, for all the uh, podcast listeners, we were just sharing a screen of uh, Michael Carter's keep trade cut. If you look it up, it shows you players' values over time. Uh, but that's keeptradecut.com. It's a fun one. Keep trade cut. Uh, Dan, any takes on Ravens Jets? Um, no, I, I, I think honestly, if this will probably just be a red zone game for me, I'm probably not actually going to watch this game. But um, I think uh, what I'm going to be watching for in this game, obviously, I think the Ravens will win. But I, I am very interested to see how these uh first first round or just the their uh the Jets rookies in general. I actually kind of really liked their their draft class, like Sauce Gardner. Um, Garrett Wilson, um, Hall, obviously, like they've got, they got some studs in this draft and, um, I don't, I definitely won't win, but if I, if I'm watching this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep an eye out to see how they're doing on their first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's exciting stuff. They, they, they drafted well on paper. So yeah, yeah. it'll be fun to see. Uh, so we all take the Ravens though. Do you still take the Ravens? Yeah. Yeah. So Patriots. Yeah, this, this, this isn't the game I'm going for a hot take on. Yeah. Patriots Dolphins is our next game. It's in Miami. Dolphins are the favorite. Someone else go first. I don't, I can't, I, I haven't formed my take on this game. Um, oh, I, this, this is honestly probably one of the matchups that I would say is going to be like very telling. Because the Dolphins, I feel like, are such like a question mark. Like, obviously, you bring in Tyreek Hill, but there's still question marks on Tua. It's question marks on the line, even though they did improve it. Um, I forget if their defense is good or not. But then the Patriots, it's like they've had a little bit of dysfunction. 
But then it's also like you can't really discount Bill Belichick. Like that could just be like media created, just like bullshit. Um, so this will be a fun game to watch. I will actually take the Patriots here. Um, I just think that coaching wins out because obviously Mike McDaniel is a, a first year head coach here. And I think that the Dolphins might actually start slow here. That's fair. Rob, do you already have a take for this one? This is going to be such a fun one. Like, seriously, the like, I even on ESPN, like, the people voting on who's going to win, it's like 50 50. Like, it's actually going to be such a good one because, like, Mac Jones, he could be like the future, like, he could be the shit or he could bust. Like, we still don't really know. Like, great rookie year, of course. Um, and then Dolphins got Ty- new Tyreek Hill. Um, they still got Jalen Waddle. Like, yeah, so they got Chase Edmonds, they got Raheem Mostert. Like, uh, I, I'm we're interested in that one, obviously, because we had a little banter back and forth in the fantasy league about whether Raheem Mostert's actually going to be uh, playing or not. Fellas and listeners, the next 30 minutes or so of recording has been lost to time. The Zoom call had just ended, and uh, my dumbass forgot to record for 30 minutes or so. And when I realized that, as you'll see, we realized that... Um, miscalculated how long I had not been recording. So there's a few games missing, uh, but otherwise enjoy the next 25 minutes or so. Sorry about that. Alright, let's talk about this Browns and Panthers game. Let's get Nothing it. Nothing crazy has happened. Um, Dan, I'll let you take it away. Browns yeah, game. so um, this game, th- this game, I feel like it- it's cool because of the Baker revenge game storyline, but I also don't think it's really that interesting of a game. I think, I think the Panthers just kind of win this one. I think spread two and a half. I could see the Panthers covering by winning by a field goal or something like that. Um, so, uh, for me, I just think that the Browns will lose Week One until they prove otherwise. Um, but I, I do think. And we we talked about this earlier that uh, McCaffrey is is probably prime here to have a good game. Um, it'll be fun to see him finally take the field again. Um, hopefully we just get some crazy p- plays both ways. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair way to look at it. I I don't know. I, the Browns maybe score a couple touchdowns, but I think Baker Mayfield and or Baker Mayfield gets to let out some frustrations in this game. I think it's on the back of Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. And um, I just don't think the Browns get their replacement quarterback quite in line to win these games quite yet. You know, maybe week two or week three. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, week two, they play the Jets. So I'm like, oh, hopefully they win that one. Yeah. They better win that one. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, I think that's a good way to look at it. Um, yeah. Let's move on to this 49ers Bears game. Yep. Um <laughs> I think with this, I'm I'm gonna take a crazy pick here, and I'm gonna say the Bears win it. I don't think Trey Lance is ready to go for Week One. You know, we'll see how he does end long term. But I think um, it's Indy's old defensive coordinator coming over at the head coach. He can get something mm-hmm. going, and um, I I think uh, I don't know the Bears. I guess it would have to be uh, Justin Fields just going crazy. Yeah. Um, let think- let. Let me ask you this to throw a little wild card into this game. Um, what you so you say that Lance might not be long term? Gotcha. What do you think about Justin Fields though, long term for the Bears? I like him. I do. I, I my thing with the Bears, and this is another hot take, uh, and I think it's just maybe I just don't like the Bears. 
and I don't know why I think <laughs> but I don't like Darnell Mooney. I'm Interesting. Not, not a fan of Darnell Mooney. I don't know why. I've never been able to back it up. It's just one of those feelings. Like I think he's uh I think he's fine. Yeah. He's not wide receiver one to me. Yeah, I agree. I think he's more of a wide receiver two type. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean that's fine. But I think a lot of people are very high on Darnell Mooney to do a lot of things. And I'm definitely not there. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, if Justin Fields is good, I mean, he'd have to. I mean, like those yards have to go somewhere. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah, I think that's why people are high on him. I think mainly the hype comes from the fantasy community where it's like, oh, this is his only real option. So yeah. that's why people like him. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And uh, Cole Komet's been seeing some fantasy value rising as well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what about you? What you think? Yeah, I'll take I'll take the 49ers here. Um I don't know I I could see the Bears covering though. I a 7 is kind of a lot for for San Francisco a team with just a little bit too many question marks. I think Lance could maybe um uh, I agree he might not be ready for this game. Um but I do think that he could maybe like if his passing's not working, he can get some some things done with his legs. Um but yeah. we'll see. This is, this is. I think. I think the 49ers just have so many good players like Debo and Kittle, and then Bosa, obviously. Um, that it's just like the bear, like the Bears, just don't have any of those stars. St- that star power. Yeah, that's totally fair. There's only three wide receivers right now. <laughs> Poor Bears. Yeah, five of them injured right now. So yeah, I mean, that's a tough call. It's a tough yeah. call. Um, but uh, something about it. Sometimes there's upsets in the NFL, and that's the one. True. I'm, that's the one I'm choosing. Our next matchup is uh, a football game. Jaguars heading to Washington, and uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier. I think we both take the Jaguars here. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally just not too high on Washington, and uh, think they can get some stuff going. I think I think that this is just a scrappy little game. Both maybe in the low twenties, maybe only one team scores twenty points. And they come out on top. They're one of the better. Whoever wins this game is a, one of the better bad teams in the league. And we'll learn that early. So that's 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 basically. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I couldn't really have said it better. Um, I think that the, the commanders are just, just such a weird team where it's like they're not like trash, but they also just don't have much going for them at the same time. Um, we'll see what Carson Wentz does, but I, I mean, I, I would take Trevor Lawrence. I, I still, I think I've said it two weeks ago, whenever we did the last podcast, I do expect Trevor Lawrence to take a big step forward this year. Um, James Robinson's playing this game as well. Um, so yeah, I think, I think I actually, I think the run game for the Jags is actually going to be the driving factor in this game to bring them to the victory. Yeah. That's a good point. I J- James Robinson particularly has been criminally undervalued in the fantasy community this offseason. Even if it's, you know, notoriously bad for an Achilles injury, you can't let a dude who's been that prevalent fall so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless. I mean, Travis Etienne is also recovering from an injury. Yeah. That's that's well, I just, that's why I think they'll just be a good one-two pl- punch. Right. Split the carries. They're both coming off an injury, like split yeah. the carries and then, you know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um cool i hope that we're both right honestly i i would i there's nothing more i would love than to see the jaguars not be like horrible yeah i want them to just, I, I don't know if i really want them to be really good because the afc is so exciting yeah I don't necessarily want them to be bad 
you know, I like every team to at least be competitive. I want some good football games on Sunday. True. Exactly. Um, let's talk a little bit about this next game. This is a fun one, a rematch from week, week 18 last season where all they had to do was both tie and they would both make the playoffs. But uh, some shenanigans happen. Chargers call mm-hmm. a timeout. Raiders win and make the playoffs. Chargers are the home team. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. I think they at least take over that. I do think the Raiders will be pretty good this season, but I'm just, I, I just love the Chargers. At least yeah. early this season, I think they'll be clicking. We'll see what happens. They do have a little bit of an older roster outside of Justin Herbert, and we have talked about this before a lot. Uh, we don't know how they'll go long-term throughout the season, how long they'll last and be able to keep firing on all cylinders. But I think at least week one, they'll crush the Raiders. They'll take out their frustration from not making the playoffs last season. And um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe not crush. I think maybe like a touchdown, maybe 10 points. Okay. I can see that. Um, I will take the opposite here. I I, I will say, I'll take the Raiders to, to win this game. My reason being for this is um, I just, I think that this game, is how do I put this? I think that this game has got you know people don't people will forget. I feel like the narrative right now is you know Devonte Adams, like you know he had Aaron Rodgers and blah blah blah. I think people are almost underrating him a little bit, like thinking he'll be good, but not as good as with Aaron Rodgers. But you know, watching a bunch of Devonte Adams last year, I was like, man, this man is just helping Rodgers out. It's not he's not doing good because just because of Rodgers. So yeah. I think that Devonte Adams actually has a chance to take over this game from from the get go. Um, and Josh McDaniels calling plays, I think he can get him open. Um, and but I, I do think that this is a close one here, uh, especially with the history that that even you said of you know there's still some bad blood between these teams because of how last year ended. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Let me ask you this. Who scores the most points? You just talked about Devontae Adams, but who scores the most points? Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, or Hunter Renfro? Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and then Waller in that order. Okay. Okay. I think I think Waller is a, l- is a little washed. I-, I think that's fair. But I also think he's kind of like Gronk. Where you could you can't really leave him open. True, true. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent true. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, you put a linebacker on him, it's not going to be a good time. Yeah, exactly. You still got to cover him. You still got to bother, but he's not really going to be double coverage probably. Um, okay, cool. That's going to be a really fun game. But yeah, I mean, I still I, like I said, I, I I think Chargers win by seven or ten, but I still think Raiders could maybe put up twenty-eight to thirty points. And it's just that I think the Chargers maybe hang forty, yeah, forty burger this weekend kind of thing. Um, next one, this is not a good game. Giants at Titans. Yeah, I have a... <laughs> this is just like no one's excited for this game. I don't even know if like I think that it'll be a blowout. It's just I don't think it'll be a fun game of football to watch. No, um, if it is a blowout. I don't even know which team would be blowing out. I would be surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants blew out the Titans. I wouldn't, or the Titans blew out the Giants. I really wouldn't be surprised with any outcome of this game. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I, think, I'm not, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I think the Di- Giants also just suck pretty bad. Um, I think the Titans, 
you know, is, uh, they they maybe got worse in the offseason, but this is still a team that has a great coach, won games when really they shouldn't have last year. I think I think the Titans win this one pretty easily, and I think my I also think we're gonna get an eighty yard run from Derrick Henry here. I like uh, that. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get a vintage just Derrick Henry on his own twenty, just boom straight to the end zone. I like that. Is there a prop bet for that? Somewhere. Is there what? There's definitely a prop bet somewhere for that. Yeah. Oh, there's de- there's gotta be. There's gotta oh, be somewhere. We have to find that. Um. Okay. I think. I don't know. I still have I you've made good points and I still I don't know. I have yeah. no idea what to think about this Giants team until they play. True. I really exactly how I feel about that. So I guess I'll go I'll agree with you. I think the Titans at least ha, are are they're well they're well coached. Derrick Henry is playing. They have a good defense. They have okay weapons and they have an okay game plan to at least slow the game down and keep it in their hands. So they probably do win the game. Uh yeah, I'll agree with you. And yeah, I'll go. With, I'll agree with you. I'm not going to take it as my take, but I am going to agree with you that Derrick Henry does have a nice long run in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chiefs heading to Arizona. Three and a half point favorites. This is an actual fun one, not a Giants Titans fun one. Yeah, this is um, this is a good game. It'll be interesting to see how the Cardinals do without DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think it leaves that big of a hole as people are expecting it to. They were still fine last season without yeah. him. Marquise Brown is pretty good. I think if Rondell Moore does play, he'll be pretty good. And um, James Conner still scores touchdowns. And Kyler Murray is a good quarterback, a pretty good quarterback at that. So, And the Chiefs have their question marks as well. So it's um, this is a fun one. I think both teams score 30 points maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'll still give it to the Chiefs. Just um, I don't know. Just out of like uh, seniority would be the yeah. Chance. Out of respect, you know, respect yeah. the elders. <laughs> yeah, like just that's what I'll say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that this game has got similar vibes to like the Browns Chiefs a season opener last year, where I think that the Cardinals are actually going to come out really strong in this game. I think they're going to be winning by halftime. But then Patrick Mahomes is just going to do some Patrick Mahomes shit and is going to win this game in the second half. Um, and I, yeah, I think the Chiefs win this game. Yep. One of six of my quarterbacks in our Honru Fantasy League. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you really got all the quarterbacks there. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I'm going to, I decided I'm going to ride with it, though. I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna choose what quarterback I think is gonna do the best out of that. I might trade one. Yeah, maybe use it as trade bait. Yeah, I tried, but I think it's too early. I think I, I think yeah, one of the quarterback is probably just a little bitter. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I know Pablo's especially mad. Um, anyway, <laughs> Packers at Vikings this is another fun game. We're this getting back the- to the fun games. Um, this is my take from this game for sure i think randall cobb is really undervalued for some reason i think in a packers receiving core losing Devonte adams and valda scantling to a certain level that at least for the first week of the season aaron Rodgers will learn or will lean to people he trusts and that's randall cobb he is the starting slot receiver no matter what so i think he has a really good game the vikings probably don't have an answer for a good slot receiver 
and uh, the Packers will probably still win it, even though they've lost Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers is still really good, and I think being able to spread the ball out among all the targets, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon will still get it done against a, frankly, young Vikings team with a new head coach, as good as they might be end of yep. season. Um, I'm actually kind of mad at you because you just stole the Cobb take from right from right under me. <laughs> uh, I was going to say that too, but I, I, I will take the opposite here. I'll take the Vikings. Just for that very reason, I think that the um the receiving uh he's gonna not only have to rely on Cobb, but he's also gonna have to rely on some rookie receivers as well. Um, so I think that maybe uh there could be some chemistry issues here. I like uh I do think that most of the offense through the Packers is gonna be run through Dylan Jones. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um for the Vikings, I see Justin Jefferson being the difference in this game. I see them feeding him early, feeding him often. I think Justin Jefferson gets two touchdowns this game. Will you trade me, Justin Jefferson? No. I think Justin I... Jefferson has a terrible game this weekend. <laughs> no touchdowns. And the difference maker for the Vikings is Irv Smith Jr. I also have Irv Smith Jr. in another league, so I'm hoping he does have a good game. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. I'm just not allowing Justin Jefferson to be good this season. I'm too much riding on just as um I've been too hot on Jamar Chase will be the wide receiver one. So I just need he could be he very well could be. I mean Jamar Chase it, to me it's like one A one B with them. Yeah, seventeenth most target seventeenth in targets last season. Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Something to think about. Sunday night football. Chris Godwin's back. Oh, is he back? Yeah. Hell yeah. Chris Godwin's back. Buccaneers at the Cowboys. Uh, speaking of receivers who are back, Julio Jones is back. Russell Gage. <laughs> He's back. I forgot the Bucks got Gage. That's, that's fun. That's fun. Ooh, ooh, yeah. And uh, the Cowboys will have Tony Pollard running their slot receiver snaps because everyone's gotten hurt. Um, I don't know who wins this game. I'll probably still take Tom Brady and the Buccaneers just because it's Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, but the Cowboys' defense is dangerous. Regardless of the receiving core, their CD Lamb and Dalton Schultz are still pretty good, and Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard are still good, and Dak Prescott's fine. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but I'll still take the Buccaneers. Just because I like him. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty much entirely with you there. Um, I think that <clears throat> the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys are a little overrated. But if they do win this game, it's it's gonna be because their defense really just takes takes it over. Um, I I don't I think if both the offenses are running, Tom Brady is gonna get the end is gonna get the better end of the stick. So this game's really on the Cowboys defense. And if they can if they can get a couple turnovers, if they can you know get a couple three and outs, then you know put their offense, which is injured as you said, in a position a good position. That's the only way I see the Cowboys winning this game. Yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. If the Cowboys defense does show up, I mean. They definitely win the game. It's just if Tom Brady can get through that or not. Um, cool. The final game of this week, Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Let's ride, baby. Are going to let it ride in Seattle. 
<laughs> against the Seahawks. Crazy to say it. Kind of hate to say it, to be honest. Um, yeah, they win the game. They're, the, they're six and a half point favorites. I don't blame them. The Seahawks probably do do garbage this season. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth Walker has a hernia. Rashad Penny can't stay healthy. Uh, Geno Smith is fine, I guess. Uh, but the Broncos, I, I mean, I, I guess it could be close, but I still like the Broncos by a touchdown just seems like the logical answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, they've just got such a good offense. The defense will be hurting a little bit, but I mean, it's Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- that's pr- pretty much it's Russell Wilson. I think I think I said earlier that that the Bears are going to be the worst team. Now that I see the Seahawks, I'm like, OK, maybe maybe it's the Seahawks and not the Bears um, because they just really their offense is just anemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I honestly have no idea if their defense is good or not, but um, but the Broncos are stacked. Uh, they have great playmakers. Sutton, Judy, Russell, and then they obviously the running back tandem of Gordon and um why am I blanking on the name? Uh Javon's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um <clears throat> so I think that they cruise to this win by a touchdown, perfect prediction. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with that. Yeah, cool. So those are our predictions for the games. Earlier, while we missed asked for a bust and a breakout. And specifically, I wanted the breakout or bust not to be a rookie. Um, and if possible, maybe the breakout could be someone that's, you know, not like, you know, already like above, like, you know, like, yeah, this is okay. like, I want like kind of a late rounder, not super late round, you know, not like, a, oh, I think uh, Mike Williams will break out this. Yeah. Season. But anyway, so yeah, uh, just go ahead. I'll put him in. Um, My bust this year is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. I feel like he is – I think the six games actually hurt him. I feel like um, – I don't know. I think age is going to become a factor, especially when you have Hollywood Brown in that same offense. I could see him taking up a little bit more of the targets. I don't think he's going to be, like, bad or, like, a you know, like super bust by any means, but I think that maybe uh, he's a prime candidate for not having the best season. Um, and then a breakout um, – um, Amon Ross St. Brown, that might be a pretty basic choice, but he showed some flash this last season. Um, I think that him and him and Goff have only, you know, gotten more chemistry, and I think he is the best receiving option on that team. Um, so I could see him having a true wide receiver one year this year. Nice. Yeah, I think this is the year that we see a huge shakeup in the like fantasy wide receiver landscape like I don't think we're gonna be seeing a lot of the same names like maybe the same like four or five but I think that like yeah five to like 20 range is gonna be alternating a lot from year to year from now on like yeah these, I I sorry finish that I was just I was gonna say like uh these offenses are just crazy yeah and I was I'm gonna say like especially when you have like you know like a Terry McLaurin or like a DJ Moore that have gotten higher values like in past years and it's like okay, they have, like, they're good, like, wide receiver twos, but I could see a couple of these younger guys coming in and taking their spots and kind of demoting them to flex players. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, I mean, it's 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 fun to watch. It's fun to watch. Yeah. Any takes on the uh, NFL season before we sign off? Anything you want to say? I say, I think that this is probably going to be the one of the most drama-filled seasons. You have an AFC that is stacked. 
Mm-hmm. You have an NFC where it's like besides two or three teams, it's like wide open. Mm-hmm. So really, all of our I feel like all of our predictions are just gonna turn to shit by week five. And I'm I'm I will actually be happy if that happens because it means some crazy stuff is happening. Um yeah. yeah. End of season, the NFL leading rusher will be Tom Brady. <laughs> just like that, we would know we would know we're totally living in the weirdest timeline if that happened <laughs> i hope it does anyway thanks for joining me yes sir a wonderful night everyone else that joined thanks for joining us and listeners you have a great time see y'all later peace out you know